Well, what's up with the Taliban? <laughs> Taliban check. Uh, I, I put all my money on them not moving in uh, immediately after uh, U.S. departure. And I'm doing the uh, Tim Robinson snake eyes sketch right now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm ruined. Yeah, dude. Nice. I made the I put I backed the wrong horse. Yeah. Uh feeling I, like a big <laughs> fool. <laughs> I I figured that the the whole situation was probably enough without, you know, enough of an embarrassment for for government people or whoever, chicken hawk people whatever, uh without saying anything, but then I saw I saw today on Twitter that uh a, apparently uh Joe Biden said very recently like this is not this is not like Vietnam. Under absolutely no <laughs> circumstances will we be airlifting people off of the roof of an embassy. And then like today they airlifted people off of the roof of the embassy really? in Kabul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you probably didn't have to say that at all. You could have just I mean it could have happened and people could say stuff, but you didn't say it, but you did say it now. That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Under yeah. no circumstances will this happen. Yeah. Curb your enthusiasm music starts playing. It's, yeah. We're <laughs> falling out of a helicopter. Yeah. The dual, what do you call those things? The the dual helicopter bus looking thing? Oh, yeah. That looks like, wait, like they, they, they got like the almost like wings with the t- propellers on the other side. So- the two sides of them or something uh no it wasn't one of those it was just a regular one where it's got vert uh one in the front one in the back you know it's oh. not like a small helicopter it's like a big uh you can imagine like a whole bunch of people inside of it whole riding crew? it like a bus yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is my stop yeah, i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> missing the pulling the pulling the, the alert <laughs> cable hey yeah can you drop me off here at also missing the bus stop, getting to the bus stop one minute too late for the bus out of Kabul. <laughs> <laughs> no, running alongside the helicopter, like slapping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. And Joe Biden just shaking his head in the driver's seat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well. <laughs> best of luck to whoever is the good good people in this situation probably best yeah, of luck to the, the people of a- afghanistan very confused about ta- taliban don't don't know I'll, I'll just say this shelly asked me this morning and i will say that i didn't answer the question but i won't tell you whether i've asked the question or not shelly asked the question taliban are they bad <laughs> or good <laughs> here's what i'll say May the best man win, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this has been our, a segment on the <laughs> <Yeah>. Taliban. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's supposed to be like a TV, you know. Yeah, like a segment. Segment, yeah. Nice. I like that. And local news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Uh, kind of have not been checking too much. Um, and I'm trying not to check check in too much on 
news and whatnot, but uh, I did see the old the old climate report. You hear, oh. hear about this? You see this? No, I haven't. Um, basically, it's looking like I don't know. I'm not sure who it was. It's the IPCC. And a bunch of scientists went ahead and said, um, we no longer can avoid uh like a 1.5 degrees Celsius raise in global temperature. Like we can't. Like climate change is gonna happen, and then I don't know. Everybody's on 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 the line saying, or I don't know. They 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 laid out, laid out a few scenarios, right? Like there's like there's a really like uh there's the mild scenario for like if we like all right it stops at one and a half uh, one and a half degrees, um, and then this is this is like what'll happen there, and like okay, oceans will rise. A certain amount you know and things like certain certain things will happen here um but all the way up to you know like a more severe mm-hmm. um outcome that's uh you know it's gonna ra- rise like i don't know like four and a half degrees and that's gonna lead to significantly worse uh outcomes and i think the the wording was i don't know i thought kind of like darkly funny that's like um, in the event that no action is taken, uh, you know, we could, it could raise four and a half degrees. And it's just funny to think of them back to back. Like, gosh, I really wonder if we're going to like, this is going to be a wake up call and, you know, like, oh man, we, uh, we're going to get a one and a half degrees raise. Like, holy cow. Like we, we super messed up. Let's, let's just stop it here. Or do y'all think it's just going to keep happening yeah. they gotta stop <laughs> doing this scratcher. they gotta stop saying this stuff in celsius though dude science has gotta stop Could saying that stuff problem. in celsius because people don't yeah don't get it so how many degrees is that in fahrenheit Just 12 degrees 15 degrees someone might say might not me unless that was the correct amount <laughs> let's see one degree celsius to fahrenheit Fuck! Dude, what? Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You converted the. T- yeah, yes. it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's like thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is really bad news. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, how? What is equivalent? What do I need to look up here? Well, how about it's you like just nine nine fifths? I you think is like the ratio. Yeah. Right. Sure. Another thing you could do so is it's just like one point eight. It's like two, it's always like two ish, two ish degrees. degrees. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so it's we're not talking thirty three degrees. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> on the bad bad scenario. We're talking up to if I got the number is maybe like ten degrees difference. Yeah. That's not good. Gotta say that's not good. That's really not good. Um, and then I know. Okay, so I, re- I really recommend people listen to the latest Trillbillies episode. They do a good job talking about some of the stuff here. And I'm not trying to like despair or whatever, but I can see how it is very uh discouraging to say the least. But um the, what I found very annoying was like all of the like uh, there's a lot of response on Twitter and about like come on, don't despair. Like Give, like don't don't get get depressed on the timeline like that's not helping at all and like including like senators were saying that and whatever and it's just uh 
I mean, they make the point on the on Chill Billies that like it just feels like an op, like absolutely, um, just like the the idea that what are you supposed to? What are we supposed? To, what am I supposed to do as an individual? Or whatever, like it's it's depressing. Like, what do you mean? Like, don't get like down. Like that. It's that's being like it's completely irrational to not like feel bad about that. Yeah. Um, and it feels like really like. I don't know, crazy making to like be scolded about feeling bad about that. Are yeah. you kidding me, dude? Like we're talking about the dang end of the world. Sorry for like being a little bit upset about that. I sorry, my bad. I guess I'll like go buy tickets to that free guy movie instead of like posting sad on the TL. Yeah. That's really disheartening. <laughs> Especially yeah. like you're a senator, like do something. I don't know. You just do something, yeah. Someone should do something. All right, yeah. man. You said Tim Robinson earlier. Now I'm imagining, you know, one of his characters, very sincere person, <laughs> completely out of touch, reading that for the first time. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> First of all, loving the idea. <laughs> Do you have a couple? I don't know of where that was going. Yeah. Reading what? <laughs> the the, re- the, the, climate the report? report? The climate oh, okay. report. I don't know where I was going oh, with that. But just being confused. I just it. have. Yeah. I'm in my mind. It's a very. It's a little fun picture in my mind. Sincere person, learning just about finding climate. out about climate change. Y- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. But I didn't have much beyond. Quote, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> it does feel a little silly, like, like in a, in, in some ways, like, I guess it, I don't know, maybe I've been, I've, I've been psyoped enough to now feel like, um, uh, having any sort of response to this does feel a little, a little funny in some ways, just cause like, you already knew what, it. right. Yeah. Like what new info is this really? Like, yeah. Um, not not it doesn't seem to be anything new i kind of like you know had been assuming that things are just going to keep getting worse in this regard and like yes this report confirms it so like then you know doing anything about it now is like oh you didn't know about this already like yeah. welcome to the party um so that's another layer of whatever what's the what's the timeline on it i don't really know that uh on the, the one, one and a half degree raise. The one and a half degrees. I, yeah. Shoot, I'm not sure. Let's see. All right, I just looked up the whole report, and there's no way I'm gonna figure this out live. Uh, and like, what does it mean exactly? Though, I mean, like, what does a one and a half degree raise mean? I don't necessarily mean the side effects, or uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's sort of what I mean. But what, how how is that calculation made? Or like, how will it be made once it's one and a half degrees up? It's just a global average or something like that. Yeah, I guess so. I think that yeah, yeah, global temperatures, um, global average probably. Uh, according to the reports, highly optimistic to reckless scenarios. Even if we do everything right and start reducing emissions now, we will still overshoot the one and a half degree mark by twenty thirty. That's real soon. Mm. Um. So 2030, that sounds like the, we're on the scale of uh, 10-ish years. Yeah. On the order of 10 years. Yep. And then, and the the other thing is that like, 
it takes a really long time to um like stabilize or whatever right and so even if you even if we like cut all emissions in greenhouse gases to like zero today uh it would still take 20 to 30 years to have the temperature stabilize Mm. um global oceans have risen about eight inches i'm convert it it does provide the imperial measurements here uh since 1900 and the rate of increase has nearly tripled in the last decade uh crumbling and melting ice sheets atop antarctica have replaced glacier melt as the main drivers so if global warming is capped at two degrees celsius the ocean watermark will go up about half a meter over the 21st century it will continue rising to nearly two meters by 2300 twice the amount predicted by ipcc in 2019 um and because of the uncertainty over ice sheet scientists cannot rule out a total rise of two meters by 2100 in a worst case uh emission scenario so we're gonna see like just significant sea rise um in our lifetimes uh yeah. and then i guess i'm I wondering like what the effect of that is like i mean obviously it means like you know migration migration or i mean like i'm not even thinking i mean i am thinking about that but just like directly like how much does like one centimeter of rise equate to like lost land to sea you know and then, yeah yeah uh because it sure seems like rising up a meter where it currently is like feels like it would that's a lot like that would yeah because uh, they they show those anything on the coast they they show those map people show maps sometimes but i don't know what the i don't know what the rise is and i don't know yeah like what the timeline whatever but they show those maps sometimes where at some level you know it's like florida's gone and like everything between like louisiana and like southern missouri that's all gone i mean because it's like kind of easy to imagine those places you know because they're like new orleans is like below sea level right and florida's kind of right there too uh but yeah yeah it's hard to imagine that like any amount of uh rising sea levels wouldn't you know completely obliterate a lot of these places yeah and i mean that's only the u.s too so like i don't know hard to imagine that there wouldn't be like island countries or something that are like completely submerged you know yeah i mean maybe i don't know if that's right but i can imagine it yeah the climate imaginer over here (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah it's like hard to know what to do with your brain i guess with this but it sure seems like we are really gonna see i mean we're already seeing a good deal of you know climate catastrophes obviously every year that's happening um it's it'll be interesting to see how the i mean i don't think that anybody should rest their hope on it but because things end up just being moving incrementally for the most part but like how long will it take before some amount of public opinion or concern shifts due to the uh the material impacts of the climate change you know like how much land has to be lost in florida before people you know recognize that it's climate change and it's not 
something else, right? Because like it must, there must be land that's already being lost, right? Because it's already yeah. rising. How, I don't know. Is it just because it's not at a high scale, or it's not like directly impacting the the, the specific people who don't think anything of climate change currently? Like, yeah. Because like know, if, if Florida goes underwater in in one hundred years, you would think that hundred years from now people will recognize it as that was a climate change thing, but I don't know, maybe not. Just well, be- how many people are gonna need to die from the coronavirus so that we shut down yeah. the economy and provide well, that, that's what I mean by I don't think there's anything to be hopeful about it but i just i just wonder like eventually does it get to that point but yeah i mean with the covid thing yeah maybe not yeah i'm pretty sure it's not i mean i think that there are some very uh sinister ways of capturing public opinion and uh siphoning energy i guess like about climate change into a bunch of you know useless nonprofits or whatever that just kind of serve as Mm-hmm. you know just to absorb um people's energy basically to make them think that they're doing anything about it um and you can you know develop these big brain um strategies like a campaign to get people to use paper straws or not paper straws the other one like just, you know, reusable straw, metal straws um Nothing was paper straws, right? Instead of the pl- instead of plastic, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and like you know, if the the whole cars and transportation thing too is like, it just makes me very hopeless too. Where there's a lot of like cultural things built into so much of this too that like, I mean, if the coronavirus is any sort of indication, like, uh, this isn't gonna be solved. Like, um. I don't know. I think I, th- I think I think this not to make a um, you know ill-advised pun here, but this might get me into some hot water about uh, the following. But <clears throat> there's a lot of people who are anti-truck, a lot of like blue check or like liberals and stuff like that who are just you know scared of big truck um, things like that. And it's v- it's very much a it seems like a very cultural thing. And they're just, you know, like these like nasty gas guzzlers and stuff like that. And really, I don't think that the F-150 is the trouble. I don't know. People know, they listen to the podcast. I'm kind I'm, I am, I do like cars and things like that. I'm, like, I'm interested in them. I'm not a big car knower about her, but, uh, so I guess I probably do have some personal bias here, but also like the move to like, I have bad news about like the moving to electric vehicles too, like because that's tesla whether we like it or not like it's kind of seems like it's them and we know that's a fake and so that's a dead end um and also it's also it's also like not it's like it it just it just bugs me like the individual consumer choice turning this on individual consumers it's like so silly like do you know how much how the like the mpg of an of a new f-150 right now like I looked this up the other day because I was like, I'm, I'm going to check myself on this because maybe this is, maybe this is wrong. And it's like 18, 20 miles per gallon, which isn't a, isn't great. It's not a Prius. It's not, um, <clears throat> whatever. But I mean, if like people are driving cars that get 20 miles and like 20 miles to gallon 
And, you know, people who generally have these cars are uh, living out in, like, more remote areas where they are doing more highway driving and stuff. So we can say it's closer to 20 miles per gallon than 18. Um, like, it's just not the... It's It's, like, it would be great if that was, like, the threat, right? Like, we could... If that was, like, number one on the list. Whatever. I'm sure, like, get there eventually. But it's, like, super not. It super isn't right now. Mm. Like, the, like, one guy rolling coal. Whatever. It's, like, it, it it does suck, and that is bad for the environment. But it's, like, I don't know. It's just turning into, like, another fun, like, cultural battleground where we can scream at people for not voting. We can scream at people for not wearing masks. We can scream at people for doing... And then, and, and people listening to this are probably, like... Yes, you should vote. Yes, you should wear a mask. Yes, you should buy a Tesla. And okay, also anybody who buys a, te- <laughs> if you buy a used F one fifty versus buying a new Tesla, that's way. If we're talking about individual consumer choice here and impact on the environment, like you're a you're a climate hero if you buy a used F one fifty because that's already built, man. <laughs> mm. Then like, oh, let's like put all this production into developing electric vehicles. Silly. Silly. Fool fool behavior. There's no there's no getting past this. Because there's gonna be the cultural nonsense throughout all of this too. And people are gonna be like, it's gonna turn into I mean there already is, you know, like people with the truck nuts who are like rolling coal on purpose through downtown Madison, you know, and trying to like upset climate people. And like it's just gonna be that as the like everything's literally on fire around us all too um so yeah try not to get depressed about it but i'm not telling you not to get uh be optimistic i guess you know like it is bad you're not wrong for feeling that it's bad mm. yeah uh, and like like the the you see the stuff about like the U- the Depart- department of defense is like <laughs> Uh, a pretty significant contributor to emissions. You would you would be surprised to hear, um, like they're just way bigger things, you know. As you know, Biden will like tweet out like, "Climate change is real, and we need to do something about it." Meanwhile, improve you know approving increases to the defense budget and like specifically like I don't know, it's <laughs> like gas fire. Budget just went up, you know, 300% for 2022. Who knows? Um, it's silly. Silly, silly. The Green New Deal, that that's crazy. That's crazy talk behind this guy. But we got to do something about climate change. Um. <laughs> do, 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 do. Let's check back in with the Taliban. Can we do it? <laughs> yeah, next segment is like... Uh, <laughs> Just us openly weeping, just yeah, <laughs> Heave, uh, heaving sighs. How much uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock have you watched? Ben? Oh, I forgot about this. Uh, uh, a f- not a fair amount, but an amount, a small amount, probably upwards of two to three movies. Yeah, do you know which movies? Uh, the plane one, the airplane one. Where he's running away from the airplane and they're and there's oh north by northwest <laughs> yeah uh the one with the train oh is that north by northwest too where you're just yeah. on a train i mean he uh, is on that yeah what do you think about that one 
I saw we, it in Zoe high and school. I that, Zoe and I watched that recently, and it sure seems like a Bond movie before Bond uh, movies. Oh yeah, I think we talked about this. That it's uh, it's from Russia with love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it came out before any Bond movies. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, this we talked about this on the from Russia with love one where I said that it is, it copied from Russia with love. Even if it came out before, <laughs> it still copied it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, we watched it recently, and I was surprised. I I forgot how like comedic it was. It's a lot like funnier than I remember. I thought it was sort of. I remembered watching it and think it was. I don't know. My memory of it was as a sort of just sort of uh, straight ahead sort of. I don't know thriller, uh, is, spy thriller. But is it, it is? It's got capers. Is the lead actor? Is it the J- Jimmy? Whatever. It's Cary Grant. Oh. We can say it's Jimmy Stewart. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I thought he acted. Oh, I've seen the. Is there a Jimmy Stewart movie though? Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Psycho. No, I haven't seen um, that one. There's a couple think. of them. Um, Vertigo. Vertigo. I've seen Vertigo. Yep. Yeah. Is uh, Vertigo is the one, one with the mountain? They're on a mountain at the end. That's also with Wind Northwest. Oh crap! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. No, yeah. There's a lot of like really like memorable set pieces from that north by northwest that's um that's a it's a really good movie it holds up i would say i remember um, there's one where he's it, the movie starts this might be both of those either of those starts and they're in a an apartment that looked really cool and it was like golden flowery something like that and it had that might have windows. been vertigo yeah when yeah midge is sketching out her, a new design for a brassiere. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, nice. we, we, we started Vertigo the other night. We haven't finished it yet, but um, <clears throat> Zoe had not seen it, and I, it's been a long time since I watched it, and we really enjoyed North by Northwest. We figured throw it on. Yeah, it's just cool to see. Um, now, again, like, I, I, I'm paying really close attention to, like, the lighting again, like, after our talk last week about, like, Barry Linden, the natural light, whatever, just trying to, uh you know pay attention to just how much light is in every shot and Mm -hmm. like uh just like the shadows don't like really like make sense uh there's supposed to be a window here and we have got a lot of conflicting shadows but it just looks good it just looks cool how um i don't know they get very careful with their just black those things just had Mm -hmm. to have been like a thousand degrees all the time too just like melting everything that's kind of cool to me nice. for some reason uh alfred hitchcock what was the thing that he did that's it's that he walks he walks out he's like hey i'm alfred hitchcock and this is the movie or this welcome is welcome to jackass <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's I mean, that there's not to say welcome to jackass this is, this is jackass this is... um i'm not sure i i i i can't remember i think but they like, say welcome to jackass and then this is, it? is okay. the Hi, I'm Alfred Hitchcock. Welcome to Jackass. This is uh, live from New York. It's Jackass. Something, you know. It's like this is the name of the thing. This is uh, farting a dart. Did you ever watch that? <laughs> yeah, I watched that. Gotcha. I've never seen any of it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I saw the trailer. Is it? Should I go? Should I watch it? It seems like it could be fun. Uh, like a mindless is thing. It- yeah, it's it's kind of like a. I would say it's kind of like the vibe of. Uh, it's like pre YouTube clips, you know. Yeah, that's definitely the impression that I have. Like, would it uh, would it hit in twenty twenty one if like ah. you don't like know any of 
I don't know. It seems like a, a, a big part of it is like people like know the characters, know the personalities and stuff, and like you sort of like got to know them because it's like there's these dudes yeah. doing this crazy stuff. Um, I, f- I feel like you should probably watch one movie, one of the movies or something, like the first one or something like that. I think there's like a new one coming out though too, isn't there? Yeah. I, so I did see the trailer for that. Um, oh, okay. It's a good trailer. Um, I don't know if it would. I don't know if it would hold up. Like. I mean, I don't know if it would. I don't know if it held up back then, but it's. I I feel like the disconnect would probably be less about the time and less about you not being as familiar with the people, and maybe more about the fact that you're, uh, you're twenty eight and not eleven. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I guess it does sound interesting though. Like I could. Yeah. Try to see see it for what it is now. Uh, I mean, it's just stupid stuff, but I mean, it right. is funny. I guess I feel like I could watch some. Cl- I'm trying to think of like a, a good one, so to speak, and I don't know what the good ones were, but <laughs> you just I don't know. Watch it, and you're like, that's. I guess everything funny. I've ever heard about it is like not appealing. To, oh, okay. has, like even I remember even like at the time people like would be talking about Jackass and they're like, oh yeah, you like. I don't know, like cut himself real bad or something. I don't know. And like, oh yeah, it sounds. It's not really not it's, interesting. There's really not people getting cut up or anything like that. I feel like it's mostly a mix of like uh, there's a small bit of kind of gross out humor to an ex- to an extent, and then it's just a lot of stunts that are just funny by virtue of them being so out there. I guess. I don't know. I really like Eric Andre's stuff. That seems sort of like maybe like a yeah, like standing on the shoulders of that stuff. Yeah, I mean th- that's probably true. I think the biggest difference with Jackass is that you get the you get the the stunts as well, like uh, not just pranks. But I guess like maybe some of the stuff that he does, it doesn't register to me as like uh uh athletic stunts but maybe it really does count but i still think there are there's probably more of that like i guess like i i think this existed in jackass like they would do stuff like uh you know you're skiing skiing down a slope but standing on top of a ladder you know okay which i guess i don't know i mean i guess funny now that's funny (laughs) yeah 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 But they did do uh, uh, definitely uh, proto Eric Andre stuff of, you know, pranking people on the streets doing something mm-hmm. where they're going to, you know, you're you're kind of waiting for somebody to attack you back basically <laughs> for gotcha. being too far out there. Uh, yeah. Did you watch that new Eric Andre movie on Netflix, The Bad y- Trip? Yes, I did. Uh as interesting. I don't know what to think about. I guess uh, I guess I don't really. Maybe maybe it is better. Uh, my thoughts, like who who cares about the format of it trying to have some sort of overlapping narrative? It feels like it'd be more fun to just watch, you know, eclipse eclipse. But I don't know. Maybe I mean I guess this is what they they do. There's probably something to it that I'm overlooking that this allows them to do make certain things funny and allow them to do other things and whatnot. Same kind of thing with the most recent, well, I guess all of the Borat type movies where there's like Mm, a, you know, 
you get a character and put them in situations that are funny or make a little bit more sense or hit better because they're a character that you've been following. But yeah, I thought some of the yeah. the stunts are pretty funny. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. That yeah, I don't think I I really liked Bad Trip, but it wasn't because of the story. I just yeah. thought like the stunts and the stuff they were doing was really <laughs> funny. Um, oh man, Bad Trip was so good, but I could have done without the, the stunts. <laughs> <laughs> right, true. That's like, um, but yeah, it it does sort of seem like a bit of a throwback, right? Like, why would you need to have like a whole like story out of it? But otherwise, like, I don't know. Is it just like a way of getting somebody to watch, you know, two hours of jokes? Probably, I, I guess. Yeah, just the way to. Um, <clears throat> I like Eric the Eric Andre stuff because he's good. I I have a I really don't like watching pranks. I guess like I can mm. I I can't do a prank call. Um, I can't uh, do one, or I can't I can't even watch like watch a YouTube video. Somebody like prank calling somebody and stuff like that. I like that's not it makes me feel super super gross. But what I like about the way that Eric Andre does it is like he's the he pranks people, but in a way that like it he's the he's the butt of it. Yeah, like, um, it's not pretty. It's not Bam Margera s- slapping his dad across the face at four a.m. for the fifth episode in, in the row, you know, pr- <laughs> pr- prank just pranking his parents by assaulting them in the middle of the night or, or whatever. Yeah, he's he's just sort of putting on a spectacle every time. Yeah, right. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, I, I like that kind of humor. I guess I, I do like. I guess like I, I don't even know why I'm talking. Uh, maybe I'm just talking about it in such like a reserved way because I, I don't just don't. I mean, I guess I just don't have anything to to say about it. But like, I I do really like this kind of uh, comedy. I guess like Jackass stuff and uh, Eric Andre stuff. I mean, that probably happiest watching that kind of comedy compared to. To anything else even though you know it's other good stuff too, i remember but. when you showed you showed eric andre show to me i think in college or maybe we discovered it at the same time or something i can't mm. how did that I work but i remember just like like sitting down like it was uh, uh, sitting down and like watching it like it's like i had i don't know found it like a, about a whole like a whole new language or something it was like th- this is the funniest shit i've ever seen <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and just like consuming it all uh, as much as I could at the yeah. time, that was cool. Yeah, good ass discovery. Um, and it's probably one of those like time or place type things too. So if like you know, fifteen years, uh, somebody asks me like, "Hey, I never like got into the Eric Andre show. Like, is it worth getting into as a like a forty-two year old?" Like, well. Or it, it hits really hard when you're 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what you just said about um, Jackass. Yeah. But so who knows? That's good. Uh, what what other kind of things? Did you ever have that kind of thing? Just like find out about, uh, I don't know, like, well, you, 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 I mean, definitely. You always knew about like music, but M- music, like, yeah. Finding out about stuff. I mean, I think when I was in college, I went through that phase of like, I was like, I'm going to watch tons of scandinavian 
noir <laughs> yeah. and like that was a vibe for me yeah which still i i do that kind of stuff all the time but uh i don't know i mean definitely know the feeling that you're talking about where i i don't know try something out for the first time or watch something or whatever and it's like wow this is a completely new thing to me um i don't know if i have another good example though like you eat a new food and you're like i'm a I'm a pickle guy now. Oh, that's true. Probably when I went to Hong Kong and I had dim sum for the first time, I was like, hell yeah, dude. This is so good. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Let's just do this every day. Like, why don't people do this for every single meal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I said this to my parents one time and they didn't like it. They thought I was being like elitist or something. But I was like, no, you guys are <clears throat> insane about this. When I moved to New York and I started buying like, uh, um, like fresh real fresh bread and like real butter like not like super expensive stuff but you know not the kind of butter that comes in a tub or whatever i i called my parents and i was like dude why did you guys not buy this stuff when i was a kid like this is when people talk about like oh i like bread and butter i was always like okay whatever but then when i really started buying it and eating it at home i was like this is amazing like why did we have like Sarah Lee perfect rectangle bread or whatever. What's and real butter? Margarine. Well, maybe this is just a me thing, but my parents, my mom did not ever buy butter when I was a kid. She was like always sticks buying sticks of butter. She was always buying sticks of margarine or uh like the tubs of margarine. We never had real we never had stuff that was I'm when I'm saying real butter, I just mean literally Butter, something that says oh, gotcha. butter on it. It was always a, we were always eating a butter replacement like margarine. I, there's other stuff too. I can't think of what it's called. But I can't believe it's not butter. We didn't do that. I oh. mean, probably sometimes that was around, but like we didn't do that. There's just tons of margarine, which I guess is now eating butter, real butter all the time. Like, I guess I get how it's similar, but like, it is not at all the same vibe for like bread and butter, something simple like that. Gotcha. So yeah, your discovery is butter. Butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that rocks. Yeah. And that. and and fresh bread too. Cause sure, like yeah. uh like I, I do, especially in the last year or so, I have come to appreciate like a kind of a crappy piece of bread, like a Sara Lee piece of bread to just make like a uh, a floppy little uh, peanut PB butter san- sandwich or something like that. Yeah, like I realized like a peanut butter jelly sandwich actually isn't very good with like better bread. But when I started going to like, you know, whatever, a local grocery store, Whole Foods, something like that, and that has like a bakery where I just buy the bread the same day that they just made and they slice it for me or whatever, or I bring it home unsliced and I slice off pieces on my own and I eat it with some butter or make like a make like a sandwich out of it i was like this is this is so good this is how it's supposed to be this is i'm i'm a i'm an anarcho primitivist now (laughs) give me away from society's bread yeah no that's true yeah i've been tricked for so long by society bring me (laughs) bread and butter that's all i need yeah yeah, I mean, like, I, I think there's that's that's very real. Like, I don't know, just having like more of a connection to 
the food or whatever just it being like yeah right there we did we 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 i went ben mode yesterday aka doing food stuff um we did homemade pasta uh for the first time as an adult that's what we did uh i think i think other people might do it more frequently than us but tried it out um and homemade pesto zoe's been growing basil all summer and we we cashed in nice today harvested it all turned it into pesto roasted up some garlic made the homemade homemade noodles i got my uh my c stand out uh like a like a light stand for video production but use that as a drying rack and uh cooked up some some fettuccine borrowed borrowed a pasta cranker machine thing from my parents and uh yeah that's good as hell you just like you know just just this very simple combination right like it's just the pesto and just the noodles but you know it's 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 fresh ass ingredients making me feel yeah yeah like nice let's let's go let's go yeah i'm I'm joining the anarcho primitivist commune with ben we're gonna have fresh oh yeah yeah because yeah zoe went to the farmer's market yesterday too and like got like a fresh baguette we like toasted up some olive oil whatever like it was it was go time nice okay this got reminded me of two, two things now i'll try to keep both of them in mind that this food conversation reminded me probably when i first started really watching like uh anthony bourdain stuff like read his book really started getting into my phase of watching all of parts unknown all of all of the old Novit reservation stuff whatever that was a pretty big uh life discovery for uh, me too mm-hmm. i mean i think yeah yeah whatever i've said a lot of stuff about him in the in the past but yeah realizing like yeah some of my most of my f- favorite things like on a day-to-day basis are you know just having a good meal or whatever i've been lazy for the past couple years oh definitely during covid about really in the in the last year of covid really cooking stuff on my own but either favorite memories of just like cooking stuff or having a good meal that's what kind of keeps me going a lot of the time on a on a day-to-day basis and then just being able to travel like a you know a couple times a year or go on like an international trip once a year or something like that that's pretty pretty cool uh yeah probably a lot more to say about that but that's like a big uh that's a big one for me what other thing that came to mind in terms of a uh a kind of the opposite of the question something that's happened and like just ruined your world i'll tell you shelly was com- did i i don't i might have already said this but shelly was completely ruined when she went to iowa uh when we were on our vacation and she was in grinnell and she saw the uh the cheese curds on the menu and she ordered cheese curds expecting the squeaky cheese curds that she got when she visited you in Wisconsin. And instead what they brought her, I would describe as uh, uh, the, the kind of cheese balls that we were probably familiar with uh, buying at like a pool in the summer from like a club. Uh, like a, yeah. I'd get out like the, the country club clubhouse. You'd go downstairs and you'd buy uh cheese balls with the 
$10 my mom gave me to, you know, spend the day at the pool and feed myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. And she was ruined. Um, She's like, oh, this, like, yeah, that thought sucks. Cheese, I thought cheese curds were perfect. And it's just these <laughs> fried, you know, microwave yeah. things. Yeah. You can get in trouble if you're not in the right spot for that kind of thing. And you can get, you can, here, I will mount a defense of fried cheese curds, but not those kind. You can get a good, it doesn't have to be the fresh cheese. Those are, those are still the best, but you can, you can, you can indulge and get a fried cheese curd, but you still have to start with, you know, the good squeaky stuff. The good stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. Um, I'm, I, here's a, I'll, following up on Bourdain talk here, I got a Bourdain question for you, kind of along those lines like do you have a favorite meal that you think about like food experience i guess uh no i would say no um at different okay so like i i would guess you maybe had a possibly had a similar experience i think a lot of people have this where when you're growing up your your mom will make you whatever you want on your birthday or you whatever you get to pick what's for dinner on your birthday basically. I'm trying to think when I was a kid, I would usually ask her to make cavatelli on my birthday. Cavatelli and you know what what matches well? Is that well? a pasta? Yeah. Okay. Cavatelli is the you know the shells. The, sh- okay. the shell pasta. Okay. It's it's like that. It's it's like baked, you know. Like fresh fresh cavatelli? Uh no, this was Grinnell, Iowa. I believe the cavatelli came out of a box. She did not make the cavatelli. <laughs> gotcha. uh, it's like a, but she she'd make ca- like a baked. Because I'm kind cavatelli. of a fresh pasta guy now, so yeah, it's kinda... yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I I do that, and then oh, of course, what what goes well with with Italian food? Fine Italian food like that in Iowa. Uh, a a chocolate Texas sheet cake. <laughs> Hell yes, dude! I love. Actually, I, I still we, we had cowboy cake. That probably sound, that sounds like the same thing. Probably. Well, what is that? Yeah, what's that? Yeah, big ass chocolate sheet cake. That's just chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. And it's like really thin. Uh, it's not super thin, I guess. But oh, it's it's kind of thin. It's I similar, probably similar philosophies. Yeah, where it's a big. I guess now that I'm saying that, I'm realizing maybe a sheet cake means something different than I I think. But like, uh, it's basically cooked in a a baking sheet so it's about yeah. like half an inch deep mm. something like that yeah well do do that and then add another one on top of it and then add some like frosting the punch chocolate oh. frosting on top too so you had two That's of the okay cake. we just Basically. have the just the one shallow sheet pan you know chocolate very uh very rich i still asked uh, shelly tried to make me one one time uh I guess I sh- I'm saying I still ask, but more like when I was in college, my parents would still. I think you probably had it. My my mom would probably bring did, me yeah. a bring me a sheet cake for my my birthday. Um, yeah. But my a meal now. I, rem- I remember I, our, our golden retriever got into the sheet ca- the the cowboy cake and ate like Ooh. literally like all of it. <laughs> he had yeah, all of it, and we're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, our dog is going to die. And had suffered no ill effects whatsoever. <laughs> we had a uh, a dachshund. Pete to God. We had a dachshund when I was a little kid, and we went nice. to 
we went to mass before coming back home for like Andy's birthday one time when he was like a, a toddler and the dachshund jumped up on the t- table where we had left the the big the dachshund got the, up on the, the dang table you don't know how i did it yeah but i got up on the table and it, <laughs> it, it ate a, it ate a whole sheet cake as oh well, my a very God. large one and it also had a uh it also had thomas the tank engine junk on top of it and it ate some of the thomas the tank engine toys it <laughs> <laughs> was the dog okay it threw up and that was it it's all good oh, nice okay that's good yeah. This was the dog that was put down on nine twelve, <laughs> and I insisted to my I, I was distraught because we were celebrating my birthday early because of something else happening. We celebrated my birthday on nine twelve, and I was Wait, distraught. Your <laughs> killed your dog on your birthday. <laughs> yeah, it was not doing well, so they put it down. My oh grandma my came God, over to give me dude. a a. a present early to distract me as they took the dog out the door but i i was not willing to be distracted and i apparent my parents say this i don't have any memory of this i just remember being so sad and sitting at the table and crying but my parents insist that i lamented after they came home i lamented that that uh uh osama bin laden had he killed people and he killed my dog. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, yeah. that is the worst birthday of all time. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is all good. Uh, yeah. I was sad. Also, gotta say, fit nine eleven into yet another episode of this. <laughs> Check. This, it's a Doctor Skeleton's Art School episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't even remember what I said. Oh, the favorite meal thing. What do I have now, though, as a favorite meal? Um, no, not necessarily that. I'm, I, I just more mean like, do you have like a memory of like, um, like a trans, a transcendent food experience? Uh, not like what would you order for your last meal? Which is, I mean, you can still answer that, but I, I think I have memories of certain meals, but more. Like the first so, time you had dim sum is like kind of close to that in my brain. I think. Yeah, I remember that, but it's not like a it's not like the food was amazing. I mean, it was good, but I don't remember eating the food and just being like, "Whoa, this is amazing." It was more like I I remember I remember that and I remember other meals f- for more of like the for more of like a cultural perspective. Like I remember who was there, what was happening and like the feeling and it feeling good less than just like, "Oh, I remember that was amazing food you know that's kind of what i'm getting at is like yeah. i don't know but i think the thesis would probably be like it's more than you know L- like just the food like when i was in uh middle school all the way through high school i would go to summer camp every summer and my parents knew that i and my siblings did not like to go to summer camp for for a, many years and they would ease us into it by we would go one week early to Missouri and we would stay at a very nice resort with our our family and I mean it was us and then some family friends and uh I I have memories it probably really really wasn't planned out like this but the memory I have is of there always being a very long long meal 
uh, like a v- extremely long lunch, like showing up at like 1030 and having lunch all the way until like three o'clock, something like what that. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Just, I mean, a very slow process of parents getting, it was like a, you know, it's like a resort place. So like kind of a hotel vibe, but like outdoors, it's an outdoorsy thing. So sitting like outdoor on a large patio overlooking like a pool. And so for, you know, young kids, part of that lunch was literally like swimming in the pool for adults. It was, you know, drinking for a while and then having lunch and then lots of talking and drinking some more. So it's not really eating for like five hours, but like sitting at lunch for five hours. I remember being so mad at my parents, like as a kid for how like just uh, about visiting oh yeah sitting around the table visiting for hours this is the the most boring thing of all time did they do that with your family or did you did you have to go to lots no, like, of uh family friend dinners yeah it'd be more like yeah family friends were over or yeah whatever yeah yeah or i, I didn't along like to that. One yeah i i realized though uh fairly early on and I, I taught my siblings this as well, that, you know, once the the parents were kind of in the vibe, you you could kind of kind of get them out of there early. If you just, if everybody just stood up, parents would stand up too. And just assume that everything's happening. You just, they just kind of notice that other people are standing up and then one adult stands up and then the other adults start to stand up and get the check and whatever and and leave and that kind of stuff so that's how i that's how i so took you would care just of those stand situations you just stand up this is like a larry david thing i'm real like yeah, it's just <laughs> seinfeld thing you just so like wh- one stand kid up. stands up and then you're doing psychology on, and and, and Every, adult is yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah i gotta I, stand up i still do that i did that at my uh my grandparents shelly saw me do it I did it at my grandparents. <laughs> I did it at my grandparents' uh, 60th anniversary thing when I was in Iowa. Uh, 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 my family and my grandparents and all of their children and so all of my cousins. So it's like 20, maybe like 25 of us, something like that. We went to a nearby town to like a uh, a restaurant, whatever. It doesn't matter. And uh, they had paid and they were talking for. Uh, they were going to talk for a long time, and I was just like, I just want to go home, dude. I'm. I'm done. Like I ate my food. I didn't like what I ordered. I bought You've been there for stupid. like 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we had been there for like two hours. Hey, how's it going, everybody? All right. <laughs> we had been there for like probably two hours at that point. And I yeah, was just like, I was just like, Shelly, I'm done. And, and I was like, just stand up with me. And she was like, what? And I was like, just, you, we just, we're just going to stand up. And that's what I did. <laughs> I just, you just stand up. You just stand. This is a tip for everybody out there. You just stand up, and you just put in. You just push in your chair, like somebody just said. Shall we head out? And you're like, yeah. And you just stand up and you push in your chair, and you're in a large group like that. Everybody starts doing it. Really, everybody starts doing it. I realize this is social this is, engineering. Yeah, this is maybe a little. This is excellent. This is my little pro tip for people. I've never really had a good life tip for people before, but finally, two hundred and. 19 episodes, episodes in we can give people like useful advice this yeah. is awesome nobody looks at nobody looks at you they just see people starting to stand up out of the corner of their eyes and they they follow along and they just keep talking to one another and they real they assume that some ad- other adult usually has initiated it you know 
and it happens. You just stand up and, and everybody does it. My dad is the king of just doing well and then yeah, kind of forces everybody else into it. Yeah, it's a little more awkward, I think, to say. I like the just standing up move. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't... It's you, kind of, it's it, kind it, of it, though, like, you just to, leaving, though, in a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not... I would say it's the move for a, a child that is attending their parents' dinner, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a very good move f- for a child. Uh, especially like a... <laughs> Different for um, all the kids listening to <laughs> this show. Yeah. Uh, it's Bad not, news about climate change. Your future is going to be really shitty. But in the meantime, use this tip to get out of long conversations. Yeah. So, like, I'm I'm thinking about how you could apply it to other situations. Like, you couldn't... I don't think you could apply it at, like, a a four-person dinner, right? You're just mm. three of four. I mean, maybe you could. Maybe if you're just left out of the conversation, like, your spouse is friends with the other two people or something, and you just talk, 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 and then you're just you're just sad and you just stand up and then everybody put, maybe put the beats by dre on as you stand <laughs> yeah yeah but it'd be hard and it'd be hard in a smaller situation but in a large group you're talking like eight plus people you just stand up mm-hmm. that's good honestly good. you could probably do it it's, you could probably do it with multiple couples if you're like eight plus people something like that multiple couples usually you have to get at least one other person to follow you you know you're with your sibling or i mean it works if you just do one person because if you're the a kids, kid with a spouse your spouse could yeah <laughs> yeah i would as a kid i would usually say to my you know because they're trying to figure out how to get out of the situation too and i'm like well let me just tell you my trick. You guys are familiar with my my trick at this point. You see me do it all the time. There's not a lot of meals that we have together. Or there's not a lot of meals that I get to have with mom and dad that you're not invited to. So you know how <laughs> this works. But I'll, I'll be leading this engagement. Uh, everyone, all the kids here, we're about to stand up. And then I say, okay, stand on up. And then the kids stand up. And then look at that. The parents are standing up. I think it's more so that the, uh, um, it's it's like all right, the Smith kids are being weird again. I think we got to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it works. It really does. It really works. Try it, people. Nice. That is a very good tip. Um. All right. I think we recorded for long enough. Ending it on a good tip. That's 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 an episode. Uh, we're going to record over on patreon.com slash Dr. Skeleton where we do our second, ep- or second episode every single week. So check us out over there. Bye.